Welcome to the Momentum Coaching Podcast. I'm a firm believer that momentum comes from knowledge and success. And I hope today's podcast episode adds another piece to your toolbox that helps build momentum in your coaching. We had a great practice today, and it ended with one of my athletes um, going to my office after practice. And he told me one thing, you know, he was really excited about how well he swam this past weekend. He swam phenomenal. Um, but he did say, he's like, you know, it's hard for me to feel good about my swimming when I see how good other people are doing. And he said, and when I know how fast other people are. Um, and he also said, which is like huge, and I think so many athletes feel this, and it's your job as the coach to walk them through this and to understand this. He said, these guys do the same workouts I do, and they are faster. So this is open. This is a great open door opportunity for me as the coach, right? Like I could have just said, "Well, you need to work harder," and good luck, right? But um, we just talked about this because this is this is sports. This is just how it goes. There is an equal opportunity for everybody, but there will never be equal outcomes for everybody. But it really opened the door for for a great conversation. And this is how I walked my athlete through this. So hopefully you can use this with your athletes. Um, or if you're an athlete watching this, you know, you might feel this. So if you're a coach and you have an athlete who um, has this thought process currently going, which comparison is a huge deal. We all struggle with it at one point or another, whether it's in our life or in coaching. But the first thing I said, I said, um, one, you got to take a moment to be proud of yourself. So if you did well and you are happy with your results and how you did, you have to take that opportunity to tell yourself, hey, that was good. And even you know, really high achieving athletes, they have to do this. And a lot of your top athletes are going to be those high achieving type people where it never feels like they're doing enough. And that is like a double edged sword. Like you always want to feel like you you can get better, but you don't want to constantly take yourself down a notch when you are actually doing really well. So I told him, first off, you need to be proud of these swims. Um, and I explained to him why, not just like be happy with what you get. I explained to him four months ago, this is how fast you were. Now look at what you're doing. I explained to him um, elements of his races that he's getting better at. Um, one thing in particular was he swam 100 backstroke and he negative split it, right, in 100 back. And it's like, you know, if you're really swimming 100 at the right effort and speed, you're not going to negative split a 100. But by the end of the meet, he was really figuring out how to take out his hundreds hard enough, hard enough. And I told him, like, this is just an experience thing, bud. Like, you are getting better at racing. And every time you race, you get better at it. So don't assume you're at your peak. You're not even near your peak racing potential because you're still learning how to properly race. Um, so take a moment to understand that where you're at in the process. And then um, when it comes to comparing yourself to your teammates... Um, chasing your teammates is good. Like it's really good to be competitive and chasing those people, chasing those people in your lanes. You really, really want to do that, but you will always lose the comparison game because there's always going to be somebody that you can compare yourself to that's going to be better than you. And, um, you can't look at it from the lens of we do the same workouts and it's not fair. And he wasn't really getting to the, it's not fair point. He just said it. He's like, 
yeah, we do the same workouts, but they're faster than me. And he wanted to point out that they've been swimming longer than him, which does matter sometimes. Um, but I told him, you know, and this was this was the real big part. I said, a lot of you guys do the same workout on the same interval, the same number of reps, same volume, but nobody does the workout the same way. Or nobody does the workout, not nobody, but a lot of a lot of my athletes don't do the workout as good as they could do it. And what I meant by this was, what's your technique look like? What does your stroke count look like? What do your underwater kicks look like? What does your effort look like? You know, are you just making it or are you just making it great? And I pointed out to him, I'm like, look, bud, if you really want to like catch up to these guys that are faster than you, um, you need to find a way to do things better than them. And the answer is not just showing up. Um, I talked to my whole group about this, actually. You know, showing up to practice, you you should give yourself a pat on the back for doing that, especially if you're a newer athlete or you just moved up to a higher level. Like, just showing up is pretty dang good, and it will get you better. But as you start getting further in the sport, you know, showing up just isn't enough. Showing up is like, congrats, you showed up, um, you took step one for today. But um, I have a lot of athletes that show up for practice and not everybody gets better at those practices because it's like, okay, you're at practice, but are you really at practice? So that led to another conversation with like, okay, we need to do things better. What could we do better? And, and we talked through a few things that this athlete in particular could do better. And that's really where that individual coaching came into play. So I'm really proud of him for even bringing that up. And bring that to his attention. And then um, I was able to share a story with him from when I swam in college. One of my best friends in college. Um, we were both breaststrokers. But, and I would absolutely destroy him at practices on a regular basis. Um, but he was about two to three seconds faster than me in the 100 breaststroke when it was all said and done. Like I just got smoked by him every time. One time he even had a, a surgery for a hernia. He was out for like two months first meet back he was faster than me like he beat me he I think at that meet he beat my even my lifetime best um and it frustrated me for a little and I think this was cool because it was one of my really good friends but like at the end of the day like man I'm happy for that guy and I'm happy with my swimming and it could just piss me off that uh my teammate is faster than me even though I work harder than them um, you know, we all like to put a lot of athletes like to put their teammates in these boxes where they get to be the judge of how good they are and they get to be the judge of how good they can be. But um, it just doesn't work that way. And the comparison game is always going to be there. Um, I'm really proud of this kid because uh, one, usually male athletes don't bring that up, even though they all think about it. Um, it's a lot of times you see this from your female athletes, maybe because um, I've seen more female athletes let it affect their competition or let it affect their training more, where the guys just get upset about it, but they, they kind of move on. Um, the females kind of, they kind of feel it more um, or they vocalize it more. But, you know, the big thing, the comparison is always going to be there. But at the end of the day, your number one job is always to compare yourself to who you were. And I told him, hey, six months ago, these guys you're comparing yourself to now, they were five seconds faster than you in 100 freestyle. That gap is now 1.5. And 
And like he kind of opened his eyes when he saw that. He's like, yeah, that's right. And everybody's gotten faster. Like it's not like these other guys have just stayed still in their speed. Everybody's getting better. Everybody's gotten faster. But um, he's closer. And I told him, I said, dude, like four or five months ago, you were on my like C relay, barely. And now you're on the B relay. And if you drop another second and a half, you have a shot of making the A relay with these guys. And um, I don't think he realized how close he was. And that's really where um, coaching comes into play. Because a lot of times your athletes, their world is just small. They see what's right in front of them. Hey, this kid's faster than me. They don't see the big picture. They don't, they don't have the top 10, 100 freestyle times in the group memorized, right? Every now and then you have those kids. And I, shout out to those kids. I love you guys because I was always kind of that athlete that like knew everybody's times and where we were at. And even as a coach, I may have a bad memory um, in my personal life or just in my day to day. But man, times, I don't know why. I can just, numbers just stick in my head. Um, so I just brought some awareness to him of where he's at on the team and compared it to where he was. And like, you know, you start standing up a little bit taller, you start feeling a little bit better. And the same thing, this is why I love test sets. I don't love test sets because they're like predictor sets or if you do a test set exactly this way, it's going to tell me exactly how good of an athlete you are. I love tracking test set data because you can foresee with you can see without a doubt these are facts am i better worse or the same than i was and that's really what you want your athletes to see and you will see me post about winning you need to teach your athletes how to win winning doesn't just happen at meets winning happens mostly at practices you love to see it at a meet when they actually win or they go best time um but a lot of times it meets isn't always where the winning happens it's going to be at practice and this ties into my my end of practice talk I had today. Every every practice I end with like a two minute little tidbit. And I told them that, you know, guys, when you step up onto the blocks for your meet or for your race, I don't want you to stand up there with all these affirmations like, I am strong, I am good, I got this. I want you to stand on a mountain of success that you've experienced at practice so that when you step forward to that race, you have the confidence that you have prepared as good as possible for that race. And I told them, the things we do at practice, give yourself a reason to be proud of the work you've done. And this ties back to the showing up isn't enough thing. Because nobody shows up to the the blocks on their best race, right? Their final race of the season. And they say, I'm so glad I just showed up, Right. It's, I did this set, I hit these underwaters, I was hitting this stroke count, I was crushing these paces. It's, it's I was racing this person. It's giving yourself a reason to find confidence and success in your work. So just to tie that all together, you know, all of your athletes are struggling with the comparison game. And it's your job as the coach to call it out. I promise you when you call things out, it makes it more real, it brings it to the front. And you also remind your athletes that everybody's dealing with this. Um, Coach Kristen, uh, you can find her on Instagram. Man, I can't pronounce her last name. But if you search Coach Christian, sw- Coach Kristen Swimming, um, she works with a lot of high-level athletes, and uh, she's a confidence coach. And she'll post text messages she gets from athletes. And um, the number one thing she gets is like in her consultations is 
I didn't know. I feel like I'm the only athlete that struggles with this. And she's working with like Olympians. And they're saying like, I think I'm the only person on my team that struggles with thinking I'm not good enough. And it's just such a common theme. And it's our job as coaches to help show our athletes, hey, like you are good enough and here's why. So it can't just be an empty, you are good enough. Because every now and then you got to have a talk with an athlete that's like, yeah, you really are missing it. Like a year ago, this is where you were at and now you are not there. Um, So we're moving forward. We're just moving forward slower. Um, So you can be that coach to your athletes and that's good. So just remember, comparison's a real thing. And another warning that comparing your athletes to each other, use it very cautiously. Um, it can be dangerous, especially to female athletes. This is from my conversation with Coach Kristen. That um, that comparison, they are already feeling that. And if you go up to your athletes and you say, why aren't you good as them, right? Like most times that is not helpful. Um, you just have to be careful with that one. I, I would say I use that very seldomly and only when I know it's going to be effective. I use it in situations like when I have a kid who wants to train with my top group. Um, like I have a wide range of athletes in my group, but I'll have like an ABC interval one day. And like a kid on the B group says, coach, I want to do it. I'm going to hang with the A group. And my thing with kids swimming with that top group is not just like, can you make it? Like, can you make it right? So can you make the hundreds, not just the interval, but can you make the underwaters? Can you make the stroke count? That sort of thing. And it also gives me a leg to stand on where, um, say we're doing underwater work and I have an athlete who's not doing it and they are very capable of doing it. Like say it's just halfway underwater, 25 is going halfway or something. And I tell them, hey, if, if you don't do this, like you're going to go to the B group today because everybody in the A group makes this type of stuff. And a lot of you do this with your tiers in your teams, right? There is certain requirements. Like if you want to be at this level, this is what you need to do. So I think that kind of comparison is okay. Um, but directly comparing athletes like Sally, I need you to be like Jane. Just be careful. So it was a great conversation with an athlete. Hopefully that helps you with your conversations with your athletes. If you want more information, you can head over to my website, betterswimcoach.com. Um, I got a lot of free workouts. I have a whole free course on teaching butterfly from like the ground up. Um, and I use this these skills with ages 8 to 18. There's a whole bunch of videos and workouts included in that as well. And if you really want to take your coaching to the next level, check out my Swim Coach Launchpad. It teaches you how to plan a season, how to write workouts, how to build a great culture, um, and uh, technique breakdowns of all four strokes. So let's go be better swim coaches. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you want to shoot me a message, Instagram is going to be the best place at Swim Coach Mike.